Yeah, we are back in this thing. We are back in the world. What an awesome opportunity to learn truth. And we are learning truth in the house of David. Let me tell you, the house of David is getting stronger and getting stronger every day. But the house of Saul, which is Christianity, is getting weaker by the day. Now we're going to pick back up in Abraham's life. This is going to be Jasher. 11. Let's go to verse 44. And now, surely, it is not good for thee, nor for the sons of men that are connected with thee to do these things. Are you so silly, so foolish, or so short of understanding that you will serve wood and stone and do after this manner? So this is Abram speaking to his father. Now, remember, Abraham came later. He came later. We read about Nimrod. We talked about Nimrod being a type and shadow of the Apostle Paul and being a type of God manifest on earth, okay? And we talked about his idolatry. We talked about the Trinity. And here we have Abraham coming later. And he is a type and shadow of the Gentile messenger in that he is destroying the idols. Now, I want to pick back up in verse 45. And forget the Lord God who made heaven and earth and who created you in the earth and thereby bring a great evil upon your souls in this matter by serving stone and wood. Did not our fathers in the day of old sin in this matter and the Lord God of the universe brought the waters of the flood upon them and destroyed the whole earth. And how can you continue to do this and serve gods of wood and stone who cannot hear or speak or deliver you from oppression? Hereby, thereby bring down the anger of God of the universe upon you. Verse 47 and how can you continue to do this and serve gods of wood and stone who cannot hear or speak or deliver you from oppression, thereby bringing down the anger of the God of the universe upon you? Now, Abram must have learned all these things when he was with Noah. He was being raised by Noah and Shem. Verse 48, Now therefore, my father, refrain from this, and bring not evil upon thy soul and the souls of thy household. And Abram hastened and sprang from before his father and took the hatchet from his father's largest idol with which Abram broke it and ran away. All right. Abram destroyed his father's idol. Verse 50. And Terah, seeing all that Abram had done, hastened to go from his house, and he went to the king, and he came before Nimrod and stood before him. And he bowed down to the king, and the king said, What dost thou want? And he said, I beseech thee, 
my Lord, to hear me. Now fifty years back a child was born to me, and thus has he done to my gods, and thus has he spoken. And now therefore, my Lord and King, send for him, that he may come before thee, and judge him according to the law, that we may be delivered from his evil. So Abraham's father is kind of like Jeremiah's father. He's against him. He's against his own son, and his son is doing the right thing. Jasher 11.52 And the king sent three men of his servants, and they went and brought Abram before the king. And Nimrod and all his princes and servants were that day sitting before him, and Terah sat also before them. And the king said to Abram, What is this that thou hast done to thy father and to his gods? And Abram answered the king in the words that he spoke to his father and said, The large God that was with them in the house did to them what thou hast heard. And the king said to Abram, Had they power to speak and to eat and to do as thou hast said? And Abram answered the king, saying, And if there be no power in them, why dost thou serve them? And cause the sons of men to err through thy follies. Dost thou imagine that they can deliver thee or do anything small or great that thou shouldest serve them? And why will thou not since the God of the whole universe who created thee and in whose power it is to kill and to keep alive? O foolish, simple, and ignorant king, woe unto you forever. Wow, that's deep. I thought thou wouldest teach thy servants the upright way, but thou hast not done this, but hast filled the whole earth with your sins and the sins of the people who have followed your ways. Dost thou not know or hast thou not heard that this evil which thou doest, our ancestors sinned therein days of old, and the eternal God brought the waters of the flood upon them and destroyed them all, and also destroyed the whole earth on their account? And will thou and thy people rise up now and do like unto this work in order to bring down the anger of the Lord God of the universe and to bring evil upon you and upon the whole earth? Now, therefore, put away this evil deed which thou doest and serve the God of the universe as thy soul is in his hands and then it will be well with you. And if thy wicked heart will not hearken to my words to cause thee to forsake thy evil ways and to serve the eternal God, then will thou die in shame in the latter days. Thou, thy people, and all who are connected with thee, hearing thy words or walking in thy evil ways. And when Abram had ceased speaking before the king and princes, Abram lifted up his eyes to the heavens and he said, The Lord see all the wicked, and he will judge them. So Abram is speaking boldly in the presence of the king. Now we're going to read about Abraham being in prison. This is going to be Jasher chapter 12, verse 1. And when the king heard the words of Abram, 
he ordered him to be put in prison. And Abram was ten days in prison. And at the end of those days, the king ordered that all the kings, princes, and governors of different provinces and the sages should come before him. And they sat before him, and Abram was still in the house of confinement. And the king said to the princes and sages, Have you heard what Abram, the son of Terah, has done to his father? Thus has he done to him, and I ordered him to be brought before me. And thus has he spoken. His heart did not misgive him, neither did he stir in my presence. And behold, now he is confined in the prison. And therefore decide what judgment is due to this man who reviled the king, who spoke and did all the things that you heard. And they all answered the king, saying, The man who reviled the king should be hanged upon a tree. So look at all these similarities connected with Jesus and Abram. But having done all the things that he said, and having despised our gods, he must therefore be burned to death. For this is the law in this matter. If it pleaseth the king to do this, let him order his servants to kindle a fire both night one day in thy brick furnace, and then we will cast this man into it. And the king did so. And he commanded his servants that they should prepare a fire for three days and three nights in the king's furnace. That is in Casdim. And the king ordered them to take Abraham from prison and bring him out to be burned. Verse 7. And all the king's servants, princes, lords, governors, and judges, and all the inhabitants of the land, about 900,000 men, stood opposite the furnace to see Abram. And all the women and little ones crowded upon the roofs and towers to see what was doing with Abram. And they all stood together at a distance. And there was not a man left that did not come on that day to behold the scene. And when Abram was come, the conjurers of the king and the sages saw Abram, and they cried out to the king, saying, Our sovereign Lord, surely this is the man whom we know to have been the child at whose birth the great star swallowed the four stars, which we declared to the king now fifty years since. Jasher chapter 12, verse 10. And behold, now his father has also transgressed thy commands and mocked thee by bringing thee another child, which thou didst kill. So now the people, they looked and they, they had this discernment to know that this is the child that should have been killed a long time ago, about 50 years back. So now, Terah is about to be in trouble. Verse 11, And when the king heard their words, he was exceedingly wroth, and he ordered Terah to be brought before him. And the king said, Hast thou heard what the conjurers have spoken? Now tell me truly, how didst thou? And if thou shalt speak true, thou shalt be acquitted. And seeing that the king's anger was so much kindled, Terah said to the king, My lord and king, thou hast heard the truth, and what the sages have spoken is right, 
And the king said, How couldest thou do this thing to transgress my orders and to give me a child that thou didst not beget and to take value for him? And Terah answered the king, Because my tender feelings were excited for my son at that time, and I took a son of my handmaid, and I brought him to the king. And the king said, Who advised thee to this? Tell me. Do not hide aught from me, and then thou shalt not die. And Terah was greatly terrified in the king's presence, and he said to the king, It was Haran, my eldest son, who advised me to do this. And Haran was in those days that Abram was born, two and thirty years old. But Haran did not advise his father to do anything. For Terah said this to the king in order to deliver his soul from the king, for he feared greatly. And the king said to Terah, Haran, thy son who advised thee to do this shall die through fire with Abram. For the sentence of death is upon him for having rebelled against the king's desire in doing this thing. So what you see in this story is sons being killed, but one son being spared. Abram was spared. He was fortunate. He was spared. But his servant son, speaking of Terah, that son was killed. And now his other son, Haran, he was now delivered to be killed. So we see this favorites going on. It's like when you look at Christianity, everybody is of no value. Only Jesus is important. None of the prophets of old, not even the father. Nobody is important anymore. Ever since Christianity has come on the scene, it has been solely about Jesus, okay? Minus Mary, okay? And then the saints, okay, that they pray to in the Catholic Church. But all the other messengers, all the other people of God has been considered practically nothing. And in the U.S., predominantly in the Protestant movement, these churches, Jesus is only the most important person, okay? So we see this favoritism in this story. And I want to pick back up in verse 18. And Haran at that time felt inclined to follow the ways of Abram, but he kept it within himself. So his brother was seeing how Abram was living and he felt convicted by it, but he never followed in the steps of Abram. Verse 19, And Haran said in his heart, Behold, now the king has seized Abram on account of these things which Abram did, and it shall come to pass that if Abram prevail over the king, I will follow him. But if the king prevail, I will go after the king. So he was one of those indecisive characters. He was like, okay, if my brother, he went over, I'm going to roll with my brother. If the king, if he lorded over, I'm going to roll with him. Verse 20. And when Terah has spoken this to the king concerning Haran, his son, the king ordered Haran to be seized with Abram. And they brought them both. Uh-oh, too late, Haran. 
Abram and Haran, his brother, to cast them into the fire. And all the inhabitants of the land and the king's servants and princes and all the women and little ones were there standing that day over them. And the king's servants took Abram and his brother and they stripped them off. And the king's servants took Abram, his brother, and they stripped them of all their clothes except their lower garments, which were upon them. And they bound their hands and feet with linen cords. And the servants of the king lifted them up and cast them both into the furnace. And the Lord loved Abram, and he had compassion over him. And the Lord came down and delivered Abram from the fire, and he was not burned. But all the cords with which they bound him were burned, while Abram remained and walked about in the fire. And Haran died when they had cast him into the fire, and he was burned to ashes, for his heart was not perfect with the Lord. I want to pause right there because the Bible says that Jesus said, be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. Now, Paul teaches that no one is good and we're all evil and, and all this mess. But why was Jesus telling us to be perfect if we couldn't be perfect? We read the Bible and we see other Bible characters that had a perfect heart, such as Abram, such as Enoch, such as Elijah, such as even Joseph. Um, many others, such as Daniel, Job, Noah, especially Noah. The Bible says Noah was perfect. And here we see that Haran's heart was not perfect, and he burnt up. But Abraham was spared. And these stories, okay, give me more assurance on what really happened to Jesus. I really believe just like Abraham was rescued from the fire, just like he was rescued from being hung on a tree, all these things is a type and shadow of what really happened to Jesus, that he was spared as well. Verse 28, And when the king heard their words, his heart fainted, and he would not believe them. So he sent other faithful princes to see this matter. And they went and saw it and told it to the king. And the king rose to go and see it. And he saw Abram walking to and fro in the midst of the fire. And he saw Haran's body burnt. And the king wondered greatly. And the king ordered Abram to be taken out from the fire. And his servants approached to take him out, and they could not, for the fire was round about, and the flame ascended toward them from the furnace. And the king's servants fled from it, and the king rebuked them, saying, Make haste and bring Abram out of the fire, that you shall not die. And the servants of the king again approached to bring Abram out, and the flames came upon them and burned their faces so that eight of them died. Just like Daniel, every time when Daniel was accused, his accusers were burned. And it was the same thing with the three Hebrew boys. 
When they tried to go and get them out of the fire, they was burnt up as well. Okay, this story reminds me of the book of Daniel. Now I want to keep going. Verse 32. And when the king saw that his servants could not approach the fire, lest they should be burned, the king called to Abram, O servant of the God who is in heaven, go forth from amidst the fire and come hither before me. And Abram hearkened to the voice of the king, and he went forth from the fire and came and stood before the king. Verse 33, And when Abram came out, the king and all his servants saw Abram coming before the king with his lower garments upon him, for they were not burned, but the cord with which he was bound was burned. And the king said to Abram, How is it that thou was not burned in the fire? And Abram said to the king, The God of heaven and earth, in whom I trust, and who has all in his power, he delivered me from the fire into which thou didst cast me. And Haran, the brother of Abram, was burned to ashes, and they sought for his body, and they found it consumed. And Haran was 82 years old when he died in the fire of Kasdim. And the king, princes, and inhabitants of the land Seeing that Abram was delivered from the fire, they came and bowed down to Abram. Now, this is the key point to the story right here. Verse 38, And Abram said to them, Do not bow down to me, but bow down to the God of the world who made you and serve him and go in his ways, for it is he who delivered me from out of this fire. And it is he who created the souls and spirits of all men. And formed man, right here. And formed man in his mother's womb. Now this is right here. Speaking of Jesus, Jesus was a man. God formed Jesus in Mary's womb. This is the complete perfect balance of the Bible. Now you see why Abraham was God's friend. The people was bowing down to him, okay? And this right here is what's missing from the Gospels. This right here is what's missing because I truly believe that Jesus, he respected God as his father, all right? And he told us to worship him. But for some reason in the Gospels, they paint this narrative that the people were worshiping Jesus and he was okay with it. Now, if you read the gospel of Barnabas, Jesus rebuked the people for trying to make him a God. But all of a sudden in your boy's gospels, especially your boy, John, he wants to make it seem as if Jesus is God. He doesn't have the courage to say it verbatim, but he paints all these narratives like Jesus is God. And now you see the complete balance. I'm going to read that again. The book of Jasher, chapter 12, verse 38. And Abram said to them, do not bow down to me, but bow down to the God of the world who made you and serve him and go in his ways. 
for it is he who delivered me from out of this fire. Now, most Christians, when they pray, they don't do no bowing down. No, they don't want to get their knees dirty. They don't want to bow down to the God that made them. Okay. Um, For one, they're not really a praying religion. Christianity is more of a babble religion. Um, When you really look at the whole of the nation of Christianity, it is nothing more than idolatry. They're worshiping a man that is not God. Okay, they're worshiping a man that has been formed in a woman's womb. And here we have Abram. He's given us the perfect balance. He's telling us to bow down to God. Bow down to God. Now I want to go to the book of Revelation. And there's a lot of things with the book of Revelation. (laughs) I don't even want to really go into. There's so much in it. But there is something in Revelations chapter 22 and verse 8 that we all should keep in mind. And it reads, And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not. For I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren, the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. So he is an angel and he is identifying with the brothers and he is identifying with the prophets. Now, we know from the Bible that the Bible calls Jesus our brother, doesn't call him our God calls him our brother and it also calls Jesus a prophet and here this angel is saying I am your fellow servant and of your brethren the prophets and he said that keep the sayings of this book final words he says worship God he didn't say worship Jesus he didn't say worship Mary he said worship God because this has been the error of the New Testament and now is being brought out in the very last book of the Bible. What is the error? Everybody bowing down to man. Everybody worshiping man as God. Okay. This is why Jeremiah told us this in the book of Jeremiah chapter 8. Let's get that real quick. This is going to be Jeremiah chapter 8 and we want to go to verse 1 yeah you're going to see that this has been the error this is the common error this right here is the common error Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 1 at that time saith the Lord they shall bring out the bones of the kings of Judah and the bones of his princes and the bones of the priests, and the bones of the prophets, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the bones of the inhabitants of Jerusalem, out of their graves, 
and they shall spread them before the sun and the moon and all the hosts of heaven whom they have loved and whom they have served and after whom they have walked and of whom they have sought and here we go and of whom they have worshiped. So God right here is condemning Israel for worshiping the host of heaven and worshiping the princes, the priests, the prophets, and the kings of Judah. Okay, he said, they shall not be gathered nor be buried. They shall be for dung upon the face of the earth and death shall be chosen rather than life by all the residue of them that remain of this evil family. And the Bible literally does say of this evil family, which remain in all the places whither I have driven them, saith the Lord of hosts. So we see that the common error was fully addressed in the life of Abraham. Abraham was a friend of God. He didn't want to take all the glory, okay? He didn't want people to see him as God. He wanted all of humanity to see God as God. And this is nothing more than a picture of the Gentile messenger. The Gentile messenger tells us not to associate no one with God. He tells us not to take lords in addition to God. He tells us not to associate no one with him in worship. He tells us that Jesus is nothing more than a messenger. Okay, that's it. He is the Messiah that has to come and clean up this mess. He has to destroy the cross. Don't you know that if Jesus comes back and he destroys the cross, he's destroying Christianity? He's going to destroy it. Okay, why? Because Christianity is the number one idol in America. Christianity is idolatry. And idolatry is the worship of something or someone as though they were God. Okay, so we concluded this message in the book of Jasher. That's all I wanted to get into now it's time for us to get in the word. Is y'all ready? Yes. All right.